Hi there, welcome to the Valley Through Vulnerability podcast. My name is Gary Turner, your host, and today I am very excited to bring you another sensational conversation, a have courage conversation, this time with Tracy Fenton. She's founder and CEO of World Blue, has been recognised as an Inc. Magazine Top 50 thinker, and is author of the forthcoming book Freedom at Work. And more importantly, she's a friend and somebody that I have done a lot of personal development work with over the last two years since being introduced to her by Perry Timms, another good friend of mine. And three of the major takeaways I took from this conversation were the importance of not tying our self-worth to our net worth. Really, I hadn't really thought about it like that before this conversation, how often that we actually do that. Also, she speaks about her power question, which is, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Something for you to reflect upon personally as you hear this uh, conversation. And finally, the importance um, that we all have purpose and how do we go about living our purpose is very, very important. And I just really enjoy Tracy's work. Um, She really has been ahead of the curve as to some of the people-centred design um, that's certainly coming to the fore now as we enter 2020. So please do connect with her, um, whether it be via LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, Follow World Blue on social media. And yeah, you'll find her contact details both within the show notes, but also within the Have Courage ebook. It's a completely free ebook that you can also find in the show notes. It contains all 23 of the embedded interviews and takeaways. Please share it with your family, your friends. And yeah, until the next conversation, if any of this resonates, please do share on social media or with Tracy and I directly. And we really hope that these conversations are serving you so far. Welcome to the Have Courage Summit, a summit dedicated to helping you get out of your own way and to help unleash some of that potential that sits within you. Today, I'm so grateful to welcome Tracy Fenton, who is founder of World Blue, to the show. Hello, Tracy. Great to be here, Gary. Love that you're doing this. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me. And for those that may be watching us now, so I've had an accelerated path with Tracy over the last two years as I've dealt with a lot of my fears head on, learned how to be more courageous with the support of Tracy. So Tracy's a very well-known person in this space, does a lot around leadership. She's spoken at the U.S. Naval Academy before. She's been in a whole range of different articles, such as Inc. and others. So look, why don't I let you introduce yourself in a bit more detail, Tracy, as we get going. Oh, Gary, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. And I love that you're doing this focus on having courage in life. And it is so important because courage, of course, comes from the word cur in French is heart. And it's about having heart. And it's about leading ourselves and our lives from a place of love rather than fear. And as you know, um, over 20 years ago, I started my company called World Blue. We're called World Blue because blue is universally recognized as the color of freedom. And what we do is we help people learn how to live, lead, and work from a place of freedom rather than fear and control. And when we're coming from that place of freedom, that's when we're coming from that place of courage. And um, it's, of course, been a journey myself building a company and being an entrepreneur. It started from nothing. And we've now worked with great brands like Zappos and Groupon and Hulu and WD40, Pandora, DaVita, and with leaders in over 80 countries worldwide. So that's a little bit about me and World Blue and the incredible work that our team does and that we love doing every day around the world. Oh, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, is that, have you been on that journey yourself, Tracy? What's some of the um, sort of 
courageous steps that you've taken? Is there any of those that you could speak about right now? Maybe some of those more noticeable steps of courage you've had to step into over the years. Absolutely. I mean, it came to me at 21 years old to start World Blue. And I was in college and I was like, who am I? Who am I to do this? And what exactly is this that I'm supposed to be doing? And, you know, you and I were talking earlier about you feel um, that divine impulsion. You feel the pull that says, this is what, what you have to do. And I remember just having a million fears coming up. But I thought, I have to live my purpose. And I always knew that my purpose in life was to help people realize their fullest potential. And you can only do that in an environment of freedom and possibility rather than fear and control. And so I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned when it comes to living a life of courage is it starts with being clear about what your purpose is in your life. And when we're clear about our purpose, why, which is why we're here, not what we do, but our reason for existing, we get so focused on how we can live that purpose that it helps us overcome the fears that stop us from having courage. And so, for example, my purpose is to be the pure light of love, inspiring us to live lives of freedom rather than fear. And I live that purpose as the founder and CEO of World Blue, but I also live it being a very proud auntie, being a member of my community, being a daughter, all the different family activities and work activities, they're all aligned with my purpose. And what happened back at 21 years old was I thought, I am so dedicated to living my purpose, that's what I'm gonna keep my focus on. And so it's so easy instead to get fixated on the fears and the what ifs. And what that does is it gets us very focused on ourselves. Mm. And so our thought becomes very self-centered, see? And we get me, 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 me. And instead what we have to do is focus outward and be how can I serve others? How can I help others move forward? And the best way of doing that is living our purpose. And that's what gives us the momentum to have the courage to keep going. God, I'm tingly already just listening to you talk about this stuff, Tracy, honestly. You know, for people that might be watching us, they might be, they might be so far away from thinking purpose. That's what you said. What right do I have to make a difference bigger than myself? You know, I just clean, you know, the toilets at my local hospital or I maybe just work in a bakery down the road. What would you say to those people that are maybe don't think no purpose is for them? Well, I believe everybody has a purpose. And it's not, it doesn't have to be some grand thing. I mean, you'll notice I said my purpose is to be the pure light of love, helping us live lives of freedom rather than fear. You know, I didn't say my purpose is global domination, you know? <laughs> and so when we get clear about why we're here, so there's a difference between a purpose and a mission and a vision. Mm -hmm. Purpose is why we're here. Mission is what we do that can change, but a purpose doesn't change. And a vision is what we want to have as the result of living our purpose. So my vision is to see a world where every single person can live, lead, and work in freedom rather than fear. You know, how am I going to achieve that? Am I going to achieve that in this lifetime? I don't know, but it sure is fun and exhilarating to wake up every morning and work on it. So every single person has a purpose. And, you know, you talk about when I travel and, and I go to hotels and I meet the people cleaning or helping, I find those to be some of the most joyous, 
wonderful people. And I think when, when you talk with them, a lot of, a lot of people, it doesn't matter what your job is or your position or how much money you make. You know, a lot, I, I, when I talk with those people at the hotel, I love it because they're filled with joy. They know what their purpose is and their purpose isn't, I'm going to go clean the toilet. You know, I remember one guy I met and he said, my purpose is to help people's dreams come true. And he was the, um, the bag, the guy helping with my bags. And I said, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And he goes, teamwork makes a dream work. And I was like, that's right. So we all have a purpose. And I, I encourage your viewers to take time to sit down and go, why am I here? What am I here to do? What, do, what would I be willing to take a bullet for? And I know, Gary, you and I did work on that too, about you finding your purpose in you life. Did. Oh, yeah. You did, and I'll, I'll happily share that. But I think I just want to go back and just qualify something as well. You did it beautifully. I just really want to be really crystal clear, people like watching this. My comment was not because I feel that those jobs are not as worthy. It's that people feel that they tend to be less worthy seen by society. And as Absolutely. such, they drop themselves into a lower sense of thinking. And I love yeah. what you did there because there's, um, a, there's a RNLI, the Royal National Lifeboat Institute in the UK. And a very similar story, the guy, there's a guy that worked there, Tracy, who was, was cleaning the toilets. And when asked what his job was, he said he contributed to helping save lives at sea. Because that's the job that he was doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I love that you brought this point out. It does not matter. <laughs> Nothing matters. But how much money you make, <laughs> what your job is, whatever. What matters is are you living your purpose? That's what matters. You know, and... I know plenty of people who have big fancy jobs and homes and cars and salaries, and they have no idea what their purpose is in life. And I will tell you, those are the ones who are inwardly struggling, you know, the most. So step one in living a life of courage, I think, is understanding what your purpose is and living your purpose. It's brilliant. What, I'll, what I do need to add to this now, because Tracy mentioned about my purpose. So yeah. I was one of those people. And I think what's helpful for people to hear us discuss is, so I had the nice car, the nice life, the nice house, all the things that society tells you are important and what success looks like. But inside I was dying, soulless. I really felt like I wasn't making any difference at all. So it's a really interesting sort of dichotomy. And what you showed me through the work that we did together was actually I had a load of fear getting in the way. So I, I didn't give myself the chance to have a purpose because I didn't believe I deserved one. And, and everyone deserves a purpose. Everyone, by the fact that you exist, you have a purpose. You were created by the universe because you're needed to help complete the universe. And I remember what a breakthrough moment it was when you realized that. And I think, and I want to talk about fear in a minute, but what's also coming to me to mention, Gary, is um, worth. You know, because I think our, our sense of worth, self-worth, correlates a lot to courage and living our purpose. So when we understand that each and every one of us is absolutely vital to the universe and that we all have worth, and again, that worth is independent of any material circumstances or titles or what your bank account says, your net worth is not your self-worth. When we all understand our worth, then we go, wait a second, I do have something to give. And therefore, I have to have the courage to move forward and give that gift. And that gift might be in that moment, walking on the street and seeing a person looking sad and just giving them a friendly smile. 
You know, it's a moment by moment thing. I mean, if you're so focused on how do I get to the top of the summit and you're, you know, tramping over everyone in the way, you know, forget it along the way, rather. Forget it, right? But it's a moment by moment living of our purpose, claiming our worth, and living from that heart-centered place with that courage. And that's when we see really incredible transformations in our lives and in the world around us. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So let's speak a little bit about the fear bit now, because I think that's going to be really interesting for the people that are watching us right now, Tracy. So where, where did you, when did you first become aware that fear was this barrier to so many people living their purpose? Where, where did that show up for oh, you? That's a great question. Well, you know, the turning point came for me when I was, there's a couple different things. Um, when I was 24 years old, I had this wonderful dear friend named Matt, and he was a real supporter of me and World Blue, and we were, were good, good friends. And one day we were flying down to a leadership conference in Monterey, Mexico. And I remember getting on the plane and we were sitting, we'd always had these deep conversations and we were sitting there talking and he looked at me and he said, I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I'm like, what? And he said, you know, I'm really working on not being afraid of anything. And I, and I look at him and I'm like, not being afraid of anything. Like I had never, it had never crossed my mind to think about fear, like handling fear in our lives. It just, you know, fear can be a very aggressive and overt, but fear is often very subtle. Um, it can look like stress or anxiety. It can look like that push, push, push energy. It can look like feeling never good enough or dissatisfaction. Um, it can look like anger. Um, it can, there's so many faces that fear wears, but at the root of it all is fear. And so when my friend Matt told me that he was working on not being afraid. That was, I think, the first moment where I was like, wow, like that's a thing that you can work on. And, um, you know, fast forwarding through a lot of detail, and Gary, you know this story. My dear friend, um, about six months later, we were outside of a coffee shop talking, and, and he said to, to me and to the friends that I was with, he says, you know, I think I'm at this place where I'm not afraid of anything anymore. He's like, I'm not even afraid of dying. And we all just kind of looked at him like, who are you? I mean, he was 28 years old. We're just, who are you? You know, just, and, and sadly, he did end up passing away a week after that conversation. But I took a lot of comfort in knowing that, um, that he was continuing on in a very fearless way. But he opened up my thought to going, wow, maybe fear is something to look at. And Shortly thereafter, I moved to, um, I moved from the Midwest to Washington, D.C., and I was a full-time grad student, and I was running World Blue, and doing a lot of different things, and I hit this point where I was, like, at breaking point, and I was just overwhelmed with everything on my plate, and, you know, you're in your 20s, you're trying to figure life out, who am I, what do I, you know, I mean, just everything, right, quarter-life crisis or whatever, and um, I ended up calling a spiritual mentor of mine. And kind of spilled my heart out to her. And she listened and listened and listened. And at the end of my, like, vomiting out all my problems, <laughs> um, she said to me, she goes, Tracy, she goes, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And I was like, what would I do if I weren't afraid? And at that moment, 
I realized how everything I was talking about was fear-based. And also simultaneously, I saw, oh, I know exactly what I would do. <laughs> you know, I stopped doing this. I'd have this conversation. I'd move this forward. I'd do that. You know, I mean, it was just like, boom, like it instantly left it off. And from that moment, now almost, gosh, 20 years ago, I started calling that question, what would you do if you weren't afraid, the power question. And because when we're in fear, we're not in our power. We're completely out of our power. But when we're thinking and acting and moving from a place of freedom and possibility, then we are in our power. And from there, I've taught the power question, and now the five-step power question practice, as we call it, to hundreds if not thousands of leaders all over the world because it can shift your thinking in a moment when you're in fear what would i do if i weren't afraid boom and of course i'm not talking here about the kind of fear that says don't walk down the dark alley at night alone by yourself i'm not talking about the fear that alerts us to stay out of danger i'm talking about the fear that keeps us from living our full potential and how do we overcome that God, I really hope people are taking this on board. That one question can unlock so much. It can unlock so much. Oh, it's honestly, and it's yeah. for me. It, and I know for you, Gary, it has a lot. <laughs> huge, huge amounts. And I think you don't always have to come from a place of low self-worth per se. But no. I think, but, but by having, you know, you can be quite high worth, but this process still helps you get unstuck in your thinking. So it's just this beautiful approach to basically living that gets you out of your own way more often, I would say, Tracy. Absolutely, and so when we think about how do we live a life of courage, to be able to live a life of courage, you have to know how to handle fear. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so often we turn to unhealthy ways of handling fear, right? So mm -hmm. it's how can I, how do I escape the fear through alcohol or drugs or, um, um, any anything that dulls that pain of fear and what I would encourage your your viewers and those of you who are listening to do at the end of this is take a moment and just sit down and go what's the challenge I'm facing right now what's a conversation I need to have that I've been putting off what's an opportunity that's before me that I feel uncertainty about and then simply ask yourself so what would I do if I weren't afraid you know, would I go for that? Would I have the conversation? Of course, again, I want to say I'm not talking about reckless fearlessness, like I'd go tell my boss where to go. You know, I'm not talking about that here. You know, I'm talking about responsible fearlessness. But the power question is something I use pretty much every day. You know, pretty much every day. And I journal about it. And as you know, we teach courses on it and, and have workbooks on it because what happens is when we start to notice how much fear is controlling our thinking, we start to become more alert to how much fear is controlling other people's thinking. So when you're a leader at home or dealing with your children and, and you see people freaking out or they're angry or they feel stressed, instead of feeling judgmental or angry back at them or whatever, it is a perfect opportunity to have compassion and go, what are, what are they afraid of? And just talk with them and say, you know, maybe you don't say the word fear because sometimes that triggers people. But hey, you know, what, what's concerning you right now? You know, okay, what would you do if you didn't have that fear and concern? 
and you just watch people and their faces just light up and you can see the weight just lift off their shoulders and, and they just are like, I know exactly what I would do, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 what I just love about this as well is so I've actually used, since I learned the process from you a couple of years ago, so I've shared this, a couple of workbooks, I've gone through the process with other people. And so you have one example for people that are watching our discussion. There's a colleague that I used to work with who had been stuck inside his head for four whole years because he's worried about someone had been put underneath him he had responsibility for. He was worried that person was going to take his job. He wasn't sure if he was good enough to be a manager. And instead of actually just stopping, getting present and going, hang on, is there a better way? He just wrapped himself up more and more and more and more in his thinking until he almost went bang. And this process, literally within 60 minutes, Tracy, this guy just went, doo, 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 doo. everything dissolved. And he just went, oh my God. And this was the best bit. He said, it's not that you actually told me anything. You just created the space for me to stop, for me to hear my own thinking, and then to move forward. Absolutely. So I love powerful. that, Gary. I love it. And it's so, it's just such a, a deeply transformational experience and it lifts the load off and that load of fear is what keeps us from having courage from living authentically from being our best selves from living in an unlimited way you know that's that's what courage is all about and the world needs people who have courage who have moral courage who have the courage to do the right thing who have the courage to live their purpose but again, if we're not handling that fear, we can't. So this simple tool of the power question, what would I do if I weren't afraid? Again, it's helped me grow my business. It's helped me make huge decisions and it's helped me make little tiny, small decisions day in and day out that have just, boy, lifted the load off of me as well. So That's brilliant. If, if someone's watching us now and thinking, okay, I get it. Okay, if I had more of a purpose, I could, that could be my North Star and then I can deal with my fears. Is there a sort of, is there a process or is it just someone going through, do they have to find their purpose first or can they deal with their fears first and maybe they'll find their purpose afterwards? So is there any sort of tips or tricks you may have for someone just to try and, try and sort of move into that sort of way of living somehow? Well, I think it's, everything comes back to self-knowledge and self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And so when you're thinking about your purpose, sometimes we know deep down what our purpose is, but it's blocked because of fear. Mm. And it's, it can be blocked from our own fear, but it can be blocked from the fear of our parents, our spouse, our, our friends around us who, who, you know, really I want to be an artist, but I'm making a six-figure salary business. What would people think of me? You know, what would people think of me? What would I think of myself? What if I fail? What if, what if, what if? That can keep us from... From living our purpose but I, I truly believe we come into this world knowing deep down what our purpose is and it just gets covered up and covered up and we have to unblock it I mean when I was a kid you know a lot of a lot of my friends they would play with with babies and they wanted to be moms and they'd um, or they'd cut their Barbie's hair my, my hairstylist is always like I cut all my Barbie's hair because I want to be a hairstylist and but for me what I did was when I was a kid, I took my stuffed animals and I organized them into a company. And <laughs> I ran a company. Now my parents were teachers. I don't know where I got this. But, you know, I mean, I, I knew I was going to be an entrepreneur, you know, at a young age. Now, I'm not saying that my purpose isn't to be an entrepreneur, but 
my purpose is to help people live lives of freedom rather than fear. When you have that, it takes form in the right way. So for me, it took the form of building a company to help people do that. So it's about listening to that inner guidance, slowing down, getting still, having a daily practice where you just listen, listen to what the universe is telling you, and then you have to honor that. There's also a great movie, you've seen it, Gary, called Finding Joe. Finding Joe. And it's about the hero's journey that we go on once we're living our purpose. And the movie, The Hero's Journey, which is a, a term coined by Joseph Campbell, has a lot of different pieces and parts to it, but it has three, three major parts. Number one, separation, initiation, and the return. And so what happens is separation is when you get the call from the universe, you know, ring-a-ding-ding, to go and live your purpose like you have been doing, Gary, you know, in the last two years or so. We all get the call. We all hear the call. It's just some of us choose to listen and most of us choose to not ever answer that ring. Okay. <laughs> so I got the call at 21 where it was like, hey, you're going to go build a global company, bring you freedom and democracy rather than fear and control to the world. And I'm like, wahaha, you know, <laughs> like, oh my gosh, right? But I, but I answered that call and I said, okay. And what happens in that first stage is separation. And it's separation from the world that you know, that you're comfortable in, that everyone has you kind of identified as. And you separate out of that into the path that you're meant to be living. And that next stage is called initiation. And initiation is just what it sounds like. And it is not a week and it is not a month. It can go on for a long time because initiation is where you are learning who you are, what your message is, what you're here to do, what you're here to bring to the world. And that's where you get to fight all the dragons. And of course, the dragons are not external. The dragons are in here, right? The dragons are the fear that come up. And you go through this initiation stage and most people quit and turn back, right? But if you understand you're on the hero's journey, keep going, keep going, keep going you will get to the final stage, which is the return. And I can tell you that now because I finally got there after about 17 years, I got to the return. And the return is when you come to a place of mastery. It doesn't mean you know everything, you know, you're still learning, but that return phase is when you start to really teach, really teach these ideas from a place of, of deep knowing because you've wrestled with it and grappled with it. And so I would encourage people listening, you know, be still, get still, listen for what your purpose is, honor that inner voice inside of you, step out into the hero's journey, watch the movie Finding Joe, it's really good, claim your worth, and then take the power question with you on that journey. What would I do if I weren't afraid? You just keep asking yourself that question day in and day out, and you will watch the most incredible things. I mean, I've... I've lived my dreams, you know, because of exactly what I'm telling you. You know, I started with $250 and an idea and I had people, my friends and my family and everyone was like, you are crazy, you know, and the method that we teach now with the whole Freedom at Work system, you know, is proven to boost the bottom line, boost morale, change people's lives individually, but also in organizations and like you alluded to, I've traveled to, to over 40 countries now worldwide and spoken at everywhere from South by Southwest to TEDx to Harvard to, you know, U.S. Naval Academy to the CIA. I mean, I've lived my dreams 
it doesn't mean it's always been easy. You know, there's days where I'm curled up in the fetal position crying. Although I get over that usually about five minutes now, but <laughs> we all feel of our moments because I have the tools that I'm teaching you to get me through that. And you develop, it's like developing a new muscle. You're going to develop, you don't go to the gym one time, lift up the weight once and then go, I'm in shape. You know, you got to keep practicing at it. It is a daily practice. You know, so you've just given so much wisdom. You've just given so much away. So these, these viewers are very, very lucky to be getting this amount of Tracy Benton in such a short time. Oh. Uh, no, but I really mean it. Anyone that's watching this, you know, I've paid myself to go for the last couple of years. Not, not the company, myself, out my own money, because this, this approach to living your own life matters. So it might work for some, it may not work for others. But my recommendation to anyone watching this is at least have a look on the website. Listen, learn a bit more about World Blue because it is transformational. And I have to say that from a personal point of view. So thank you, Tracy, and what, what you guys do. Thank you, Gary, so much. And it's just been so fulfilling to watch you find your voice and reclaim your worth and live your purpose. And yeah, at the World Blue Academy, we teach courses on the power question, how to cultivate a freedom-centered versus fear-based mindset. We teach how to be a freedom-centered rather than fear-based leader. And we teach how to build freedom center workplace cultures as well. And uh, we have all of that on our website, World Blue, no E on blue, worldblue, B-L-U.com. Blue is universally recognized as the color of freedom. And our vision at World Blue is to see 1 billion people living, leading, and working in freedom. So highly encourage your listeners to check us out. And we'd love to help support you on your hero's journey. Absolutely amazing. And I've realized I've not given it yet for anyone that may have picked up 20 minutes ago. So the purpose that Tracy, this lady in front of me, helps me realize is my purpose is to help humanity live a life of purpose, free from fear, with the opportunity to learn every day. And for me to say it publicly, and I know people are going to see this, it sounds like, oh my God, who's this thing is? Again, it's not because I'm anyone special. That's what's driving me to put this summit on right now is because Tracy's helped me realize what I've got to give matters. And I think every one of you watching us now, you all matter. So get out there and be courageous would be my message. Awesome. I'm with you on that. Get out there. Be courageous. The world needs you, needs your purpose, needs your message, needs your light. We need you. So live fearlessly, live with courage, and we're here to support you every step of the way. You're part of a global community of people supporting you. Thank you, Gary, so much for having me and letting well, me share this message. Likewise. Thank you so much, Tracy. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. Cheers.